Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast, your number one source for everything fitness related for first responders. Today, we are interviewing Joey Yang out of South Korea. Hello, this is Scott Bisby, and uh, my guest this week is Joey Yang out of uh, South Korea. Joey, how are you? I'm doing great, man. That's good. Uh, the holiday, I'm enjoying it. That's good. I'm. Uh, my mind is just uh, completely blown how uh, big the world is, but with technology, it's uh, they make it really small because you're 16 hours away. That's insane. <laughs> it sure is, but hey, technology. Yeah, That's, you gotta love modern technology. Yeah, sometimes I know. You gotta hate it, but sometimes you gotta love it. Exactly. Exactly, because we couldn't do this uh, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> no, it would not have been possible 20, 30 years ago. But if you put it 20, 30 years ago, I would have still been a teenager. So, yeah, yeah. I, we would have been talking about girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, um, what exactly do you do in the military? Okay, well, to start off, once again, Scott, I know it's really early in the morning where you are right now, so thank you for having me here. It's an honor, and honestly, I never in my wildest imagination did I ever imagine, think that I would be invited to a podcast like this. So, once again, thank you. I'm really honored to be just to be here right now. And so, if I want to talk a little about myself... Okay, I work for the United States Army. Uh, just to set the record straight, I am not a green suitor, so I'm not a soldier. I'm a civilian employee for the United States Army. And I have a very interesting job, actually, because I'm an interpreter for the United States Army. Awesome. So I am the interpreter for to the commanding general of the Infantry Division, which is the, actually the only permanently four-station uh, division within the United States Army here in Korea. So, but that's technically what I do on the outside. Even my boss, my general, claims that that's, this is just my cover-up. He claims that my real job is a strength coach, strength athlete. Sometimes he even says in public as a joke that I'm his personal bodyguard. I serve as his personal bodyguard also. So, yeah, I have a passion in strength training due to my background playing American football back when I was younger. And, yeah, if I just go a bit, really go back a bit, I grew grew up in the United States. I, actually, I grew up in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So, and I grew, I lived there until I was about 12, came back to Korea and been in Korea since. But yeah, I guess that be, that uh, rare opportunity to being exposed to two different uh, spectrums of, the cult, of culture, the total westernized culture, and then also the epitome of easternized culture yeah it's kind of has kind of brought set conditions to bring me to where i am and it's really been a privilege an honor and honestly i do not know what i would be doing at this moment 
if I had not been exposed to those two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, no kidding, because uh, uh, I bet they're on way opposite sides of the spectrum. Uh, can we uh, talk about that, the, the culture? Because uh, how, how different the Western culture is from over there, because... Uh, <laughs> what, sure, you want to go in? Yeah, let's let it out well, uh, I've been told uh, it's probably media driven, but uh, you guys are all um, doing all these uh, drills and all that in case uh, North Korea invades. But mm. well, yes, in that aspect, that's why in Korea, here in Korea, or let's just to be sure, it's the Republic of Korea, also okay. known as South Korea, not North Korea. Okay, yeah. so listen out there. Uh, no offense, I know, but. Sometimes it's very hard to fathom the two, I know, if you're not really exposed to this culture. So just let's get that straight. And, well, let's see, because of that, we are still technically at war here. Okay. It means, yeah, there was an armistice. It was a ceasefire in 1953. The Korean War never ended, technically. We're in oh. an armistice. That's something most of the world does not know to this day. Wow, I didn't know that. That's why, yes, we still have a United Nations command here. And the United Nations Neutral Nations Supervisor Committee is still here. From the relics from the 1950s, but they're still here doing their job. And which is why the commanding general of the U.S. Forces Korea is also dual-headed as the commanding general of the United Nations Command. In other words, what General MacArthur did back in 1950, is someone is still doing that job to this very day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have a conscription military because of that. So if you're a male, you are required to do some sort of service to your country for about two years. Yeah, so the norm is going to off to join the army. And in my case, I joined the Marines. Okay. So, yeah, you can either go as a duty enlisted or you can go as an NCO or as an officer after college. That's up to you. But you must do some sort of service unless the, the Department of the Defense Manning deems you unfit for military duty. Okay. So uh, there's not like a certain length that you have to serve. It's just you're serving? Yeah, minimum two years. Okay. Oh, two Usually years. Everyone gets okay. out after around two years. Okay. If you want, yes, you can. There are ways to stay in. But, yeah, usually the majority of the people are like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, that could be, um, uh, a wake up call for, uh, some people that live in the, uh, Western world, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, we could, we do like say, we're better off than Israel, where women have to serve too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, in your, uh, written interview, you were saying how you were an engineer and, how did you uh, go from being an engineer to um, um, uh, an entrepreneur in uh, the forces? That was a very interesting story, actually, because I studied geology in college. Okay. So, yeah, so it just went very natural. You, know, you study geology, usually you either go into the mining business or you go into the environmental business, one of those two. So I just ended up somehow in the environmental business, was an environmental engineer. I was pretty good at it, actually. 
Okay. I made profet- I am actually also a licensed professional engineer here. But I think the thing was I was miserable every day. Okay. I was miserable every day. It was like every day in the every morning I wake up to go to the office. I'm like, oh so so much shit. So sometimes it was to the point where, you know, I hope I get in a serious car accident or something just so I should take time off of the office, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Every Monday morning, it was like, Monday morning, every Monday morning felt like the day when I was in the Marines, going back, reporting back to base on the last day of my leave. That's how it felt. Wow. I was, I was miserable as hell. Yeah. I was making pretty decent money, but it was and you know, being an engineer, it means you have to put in a lot of hours. Yeah, it's it doesn't it's not it's not nine to five or nine to six or whatever. Yeah, nine to midnight if on a good day, nine to two a.m. on a bad day. Huh. Like that. <laughs> really horrible, miserable work conditions. I was like, okay, I've had enough. Okay, but so far the only skill set I know to, that can help me make real money is engineering so where is a place where i can actually have fun and then i while doing my job and then i started looking for doing some research that i saw the u.s army corps of engineers yeah these places if you work overtime they're obligated to pay you overtime there's only so much workload Hmm. and it's very it's a very you know uh, sensible place to work so i said Hmm, maybe I'll go work for the authority. So I started doing my research and then realized that, you know, to work there, you don't just walk up and say, hey, you got an opening, you, you have to wait until there's a vacancy announcement. So I was monitoring the, their website for vacancy announcements and I randomly saw an opening for an interpreter job. I was like, sure, just to practice writing my resume, why don't I apply? I did not even expect to get a phone call from them for that one. And then I totally forgot about it. And then several months later, they're like, hey, yo, this is whatever, whatever office in the in the Eighth Army and want me to come down for an interview. I was like, huh? What? 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 <laughs> and like, yeah, you applied for this interpreter job. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, but okay, I'll be there. So when that oh, next week, okay. I'll be there. That was that was exactly uh, my reaction uh, when I got into the military because uh, I wanted to be a firefighter. It was a dream of mine. Uh, yeah. I, I tried for months to get in. I couldn't get in. And then uh, finally, I uh, wrote the test again. And uh, they called me out of the blue and said, yeah, you got your trade. Uh, when do you want to sign up? I'm like, are you serious? Is this a dream? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. What happened with me? And you're the best part. I met my wife at my interview. Nice. So that, that made it even better. Wow, yeah. Everything yeah, works out. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything works out. When, uh, when I was getting out of the military, that's when I met my wife. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I literally killed two birds with one stone, literally. It's awesome. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So uh, we're going to do a segment called uh, No Bull. Uh, I'm going to tell you uh, 
a couple things and uh, just have one or two uh, world responses, okay? Sure. All right. Kettlebells. Let's clarify. So you think yeah. up and I have to respond with one or two words? Yep, for sure. All right. Kettlebells. Strength. Nice. Uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Badass. Nice. Uh, Kim Jong Un. Badass. <laughs> um, favorite exercise. Swing. Nice kettlebell swing. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so we're basically done that now. And uh, if you could have a conversation with your twenty-year-old self, what would you say? I say, go for what you what makes you happy. Because no matter what you do, no matter how much you try to compromise with the expectations that you have, you're going to end up going for what you want. That's it's what happens has happened to me. I'm gonna take a very long detour to get where I am. So I say, go and do what makes you happy. Otherwise, you're just gonna waste time. Awesome. Um. Why do you think it's imperative uh, that members of the armed forces uh, are in shape? Well, it's kind of like what Pavel says. You can be anything you want, but you got to get strong first. Yeah. To be in shape, it being, okay. First, let, we have to kind of define what is shape. If you're a tactical operator, in other words, whether you're a firefighter or a law enforcement, law enforcement or a green suitor, being in shape means being fit to do whatever task you need to do. As they say, the definition of the word fitness is the ability to do a task. So you have to first think, what do you mean by uh, being in shape to conduct your task as a soldier? A soldier is tasked to literally shoot the lights out of their enemy. So what kind of physical attributes does that and it's one of the things I kind of get into with a discussion with my boss. And he's like, oh, Joey, okay, let's not go there today. And I, because he knows where I'm going to take. And he, and me being, it's not my job to influence my boss on that. So I just kind of try to keep a little profile, just answer whatever question is asked. But I say for a soldier to be in shape, it means, first of all, they got to be able to shoot. They got to be able to be very proficient with whatever weapon system they're using. I, I think that is also in line with being in shape for a soldier. Be proficient with whatever equipment you have, A. B, be quick enough, mobile enough, strong enough to carry out whatever task is at hand, whether it's running over, taking cover behind, or shooting your enemy, or breaking down a door, whatever it is, whether you're breaching, you have to be in, have that that balance of strength, mobility, and conditioning to be able to carry it out, and yet also be able to set conditions to conduct follow-on missions. That's what I say being in shape as a tactical operator means. And that's my definition, and I don't know, someone might not agree with me. So I always say do a lot of load of carries. Because you're, yeah, rug marching, it's loaded carry. If you have that 
all your body armor and everything on you, that's loaded carry. That's why I always emphasize the importance of loaded carry to green suitors, if, if I'm asked. And I say, yeah, there's a great, a lot of value in the two mile run, but unless you want to get like a over 300 points on your PT score, just be fast enough. And in that time, I say, practice quickness. For example, the tablet, the kettlebell swing. That gives you quickness, that reflex to just run, cover, shoot. And that's kind of, it's a, it might sound a bit vague because you got to, if you, have, are you familiar with Dan John's intervention? Intervention? Uh, it's on my list, but I haven't uh, read it yet. So, okay. no. Okay, so but if you re- hear about Dan John's four quadrants, it's a quadrant two, a tactical operator. Okay. So uh, high qualities at a high level. He uh, he discusses that a lot in Easy Strength with, with uh, Pavel, yeah. and I have that. So yeah, okay. So it's the same concept. So you need to have a lot of qualities at a high level, but at the same time, their most important quality is being able to shoot at the other. And so you have to kind of, if you've read Easy Strength, you should tell that you should know you have to bring them down to quadrant three, which is. Make them strong enough and fit enough, conditioned enough to carry out whatever task, but focus most on their main task, which is if you're a gunner, be able to shoot. If you're a tanker, you gotta be proficient with your tank. If you're an infantryman, you gotta be proficient with that rifle of yours. So being in shape is some word which I have always found to be very vague and fuzzy. No, that's that's the perfect answer. Uh, one of the reasons why I created this podcast is because there's a huge issue with uh, obesity in the uh, in the Canadian forces and the U.S. forces. So I just figured I could help a lot of people by uh, making this uh, podcast and interviewing uh, people that have served or something like that, and that'll, that'll hopefully give uh, someone motivation to start exercising. So, uh, do you have any last thoughts? Last thoughts? Yeah. Before we depart? Yep. Okay. Last thoughts, last thoughts. Okay, let's see if that, in, in the case of last thoughts, I say... Get strong. Get strong, and usually everything else will fall in place. But to get strong, think about the fundamental human movements. Get strong by practicing the fundamental human movements. So Dan John puts it the best. Push, pull, squat, hinge, loaded carry, and then all the groundwork. Get strong in those fundamental movements, and everything else will be linked much more easier and life will make uh, seem to be so much easier. Get strong in those fundamental movements and then we'll think about what's next. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I'd like to thank you a lot, Joey. This uh, interview has been amazing and I hope uh, a lot of people uh, take something from it. If uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you, how would they? Okay, to get a hold of me, there's two different ways. You can email me. I'm always there. 
it's very easy. Anyone familiar with football, it's ready, set, hut, all in single word, ready, set, hut, at gmail.com. Or I have a public page on Facebook called Coach Joey. You can, anyone can message me through that. And just saying, I'm always open for to, to uh, offer any advice. I know that I still have a long way to go because I could still consider myself a student more than a teacher. So I'm still trying to learn. But if anyone is willing to listen to my insights and learn my insights, I'm more than willing to share. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, thank you, Joey. And uh, if, if I were you, I would definitely get a hold of Joey because he knows what he's talking about. Um, so um, with everyone that's uh, listening in, uh, thanks a lot. And we'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, everyone. Wow, that was a great interview with Joey Yang, eh? So you can support us if you really like this podcast. Rate us on iTunes, because if you rate us on iTunes, it means more people can listen to this. All right, thanks, everyone, and see you in a few weeks.